say it took me 30 minutes to get 10 sentences of a summary. <laughs> well, it's just, you just learned to read last week, so let's not. Yeah, it's true. Uh, women in the down south, they, they're not literate, I've heard, so you're, you're a forerunner. You're you you a heard correctly. <laughs> it's, it's a wonder I've somehow managed to write movie reviews for you for over a decade. It's Don't. yeah, it's like uh, Annie teaching Jeff to read on the last episode. Teach me to read. Uh, <laughs> sounding it out, and then he's yeah. I wish someone uh, would teach Britta to read. Poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> Edible <laughs> complex. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, it's like I. I wonder if that's like a little bit of a pun on the fact that she's a pothead. Oh, I didn't think of it like that. Uh, me neither. Yeah. So maybe that's just where her mind goes, and mm. yeah, mm. I don't know. Conspiracies like that we just <laughs> raise on this show. That's what we do here at Community Rewatching One Hundred and One. And welcome back as we're looking at I don't know some some episode here, season three, episode six, Advanced Gay. With me tonight is Heather and Thomas. Hello. Hello, that was so smooth how you started recording this time. I was like, I was like, who's Justin talking to? <laughs> I caught it out of the corner oh, of my eye awesome. when I was in the middle of talking about my summary. I was like, okay, I see how it is tonight. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> I've learned with us that if we formally say we're starting recording, then there's this long, awkward silence and we have to kind of on-ramp and gear up. But if we're just in the middle of a natural conversation, hit play. It's kind of it's kind of works better, so mm. yeah, uh, not always perfect, and I can always cut it out, but you know, not today. <laughs> okay, Thomas, today we got to like sit quietly and awkwardly now, <laughs> just to prove him wrong. <laughs> I'll meet myself. Uh, okay, over to you. <laughs> yeah, Al's not here tonight. Al said he's sick and he lost his voice, and so it was either him bowing out or uh, being on the show just doing Morse code, and that. Uh, would get old fast so we'll miss him tonight as we discuss this episode but uh, hopefully the three of us can rally and each one of us if we each do a third of al then we manage to form a complete al over there in the corner however that needs to be so. yes i wish i could understand morse code i always see it in movies and i'm like ah oh, man what if i was in a situation where i needed it that'd be that'd be good i need to know yeah. how to do sos Three dots, three, three dashes, three dots. Yeah. No, I do. Okay. Yeah, there you go. But, you know, un down under, you have to invert it. So it's three <laughs> dashes, three, three dots, three dashes. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I only know that because of the old SOS commercials that they had, where the pots and pans would be clanging together in Morse code saying SOS. What are they selling? Uh, so SOS is a brand of cleaner. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> learn something new you every single episode of this podcast. Right? It's very educational. Well, very, and, very and, edible. Yeah, very edible. And before SOS, they actually had CQD. And that was the first Morse code distress that everybody learned. But that was... Is this a that joke? Was, or is no. What is CQD? Okay. You've lost me. Uh, CQD is... Um, it's something that's German. I thought you were leading towards like a CBD and then back to edibles or something. Oh, no, no. <laughs> it's a station code CQ and it has something to do with su submarines. And anyways, we're getting so far off the track. Nerd. Which tells you just how excited we are to get into tonight's episode. <laughs> so why don't we just dive into it? Heather's got the summary for us. Grab the smallest bucket of popcorn because there's no way you're going to finish it by the time she's done. <laughs> Go, Heather. Season 3, Episode 6, directed by Joe Russo and written by Dan Harmon and Matt Murray. Tonight's tale is one of discovery. Troy discovers he's a hot commodity in the air conditioning and plumbing communities. Pierce discovers Hawthorne Wipes is a hot commodity in the gay community. Britta discovers it's not pronounced edible complex. Or does she? And Jeff discovers he has the power to murder people with words. Where does all the dis blah, blah. where does all the dis discovery lead to? Will Troy really just choose to watch TV with Abed? Will Britta stop diagnosing people with edible complex? Are people going to stop putting gay things in Pierce's mouth? Do Canadian waterfowl really decapitate their fathers when born? Only time and weak eye will tell. 
Don't go anywhere. This episode of Community Rewatching is going to be in believable, unvincible, edible. Well, you've already mentioned all the best jokes, so Thank you, you really have. I mean, the the Wikipedia <laughs> guys. That's why that it was... took me thirty minutes just to write that. I was like, what do I say? I don't think I ever caught the Wikipedia joke until this this watch. Oh, and I'm like, that's beautiful. I'm going to memorize that. And anytime <laughs> I need to talk about why how does it go? Wikipedia is what I wrote in my notes. Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely got die in it. Die. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I think that was Pierce's first time on the wiki. Uh, that's that's kind of what I caught, but surely. Yeah, well, Shirley actually does have a couple like low low key burning zingers in this episode. I think that's one of the things she does best. It's just kind of slip these Yeah. These oh, they they'll they'll lay you out flat if you're paying attention, but a lot of times people aren't. And Poor Shirley. She's yeah. She's good. It's uh yeah, when when she reads that the flyer and she says Greendale's first annual gay bash the way, yep. the way she slows <laughs> the way down she says it yeah <laughs> oh okay I, I thought like that's great that's that's a great example of you know something different on paper versus how an, an a performer manages to to turn that out so well you know what shirley did also get she got the infamous you can excuse racism oh my goodness I that's this that. episode like that i was <laughs> yes. like oh it's this one <laughs> Brit is like, I can excuse racism, but I draw the line of animal cruelty. cruelty. Her, you can excuse racism? <laughs> you can excuse racism? And then watching Britta just like give Shirley like the wide eyes. <laughs> no. <laughs> the line that launched a thousand memes. Oh, people love that line. Mm-hmm. I think that's an example of something that's slightly less funny in context. I find it more funny as yeah. just, a, just a meme that's out there, actually. I guess I did, yeah. too. <laughs> I just, yeah, that's, uh, I think it's just, it shows you how Britta kind of runs away with her mouth. And yeah. she doesn't really think about what she's saying until after it's out into the world. And and she would like to gobble those words back up, which, of course, never happens to any of us. We I was never. like, crap, I really am Brita, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> we, we all are Brittas and we all are Abeds and we all are Troys. That's what we're learning here. And mm-hmm. Thomas is always Pierce. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I don't know. I'm just seeing if you're you're up to up to the smack talk today. Because <laughs> we don't have much else to talk about. Is that what you're saying? We, we don't. It almost seems like I don't know how you guys feel. Like these, the A plot and the B plot don't really intersect very well. It's uh, it's almost like they could be in completely different episodes and yeah. match with other things. So, um, yeah, we've talked about this before. I don't really want to belabor it, but sometimes I I don't like that when the there should community does that so well sometimes where they overlap and they get those a and b plots together at some point and this one it was just i mean the most is like for some reason the funeral service also was in the same building that the air conditioner people came and confronted troy and i'm like That's yeah what a little ah, odd. Yeah. yeah this episode reminded me a bit of the um the trampoline one which i really liked um Mm -hmm. because it's kind of got troy going into a kind of magical kind of uh world alongside a more kind of straightforward plot Uh, in that one it was abed fitting in with the girls or something i don't remember it completely i remember the trampoline stuff because i loved it from that episode and nothing in this episode i think reaches that heights those heights that well, hides. I can't. They're not jumping it. on anything, so of course it's not going to reach that. <laughs> but I'm. Um, I set yeah. that up. Yep. Yeah. Joshua also excused racism, so there's your connection. <laughs> That's true. That's another link. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> the the subtle signs here. So one little detail, uh, I and I don't know if this was put on purpose, like as a let's let's kind of point out the foibles of tv and stuff that community sometimes does but because this deals with the air conditioner repair annex and they kind of resurface that plot it's been a little dormant for a couple episodes but now it's back john goodman's back oh thank goodness he saved this episode for me i would just feel mm. a breath of relief just, oh good john goodman's so back. Thank much you. just yeah. like 
he could be the entire episode. I would just watch nothing but John Goodman. But anyways, what I was going to say is there, there's this little weird trope in movies and, and TV where if for whatever specific reason they need to show air starting or stopping through vents, there's always these little fluttery ribbons mm-hmm. tied to it. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. never seen that in real life, like anywhere, ever, ever. But it's always in TV and it was always in this episode so that you could see when the air conditioner came on. And I'm like, who ties those to the vents? For what purpose? You know, like, Mm -hmm. why has this become the TV shorthand for we need to show that? I I guess there's not a better way that they could do it other than like maybe a puff of dust coming out or chicken feathers or you know chang coming out of the the vent and going boy it's windy in there but i would have welcomed that actually (laughs) chang didn't really get a good cameo in this episode no Uh, not bad chang episode i think yeah i mean i did chuckle when he looked at the two strippers and asked how long they'd been on the force them standing there in their little teeny tiny shorts the the cops he's kind of dwarfed by them too he's what Kind of dwarfed. He's, oh, he's yeah. much shorter than them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I chuckled at that, but otherwise, no, not a good Chang episode. Yeah. A- any episode that ends on a funeral is probably not going to be everybody's all time favorite episode, but um, this is this one takes a lot of weird twists and turns. It, the, the way the episode starts, you think you know the trajectory it's going to go, and it does not go in that trajectory. It goes completely weird territory i mean you think it's going to start talking about uh homosexuality and 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 that the whole movement in the country and everything like that and it becomes a daddy issues episode yeah. with a guy who wears elephant bones on his head which also i loved i love cornelius i love i the reason i like his character Okay, maybe it's going to be weird saying I like the racist character in this episode. I like the fact that he's so obscurely racist. Like, for a guy to come out and just, like, attack a, a Swede as being almost Finnish. Yeah. Is like so, <laughs> I don't even know if that's something to be offended by. It's so random. And, like, he starts talking about Laplanders. And you're like, this guy spends way too much time on the Waikipaidea uh, looking up race stuff but it's it's weird that they got a racist guy just to be so weirdly over the top about racist stuff that nobody ever actually does care about i thought that was an interesting way to tackle that i thought so too yeah also i don't know if you you heard that little uh factoid that guy who played that character cornelius 12 years younger than Chevy Chase. What? Dang. No, I didn't catch that. That's wild. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> I was curious, though, but I didn't remember to go look it up because it took me so long to write a summary. <laughs> words are hard. Words are <laughs> really words hard, are hard, guys. Why was he there again? Do you guys remember? What was the explanation for why he was even visiting the campus? Because... Oh. Because Pierce was okaying the Hawthorne wipes to be used as a gay pride. Oh, he heard about that. So he was confronting Pierce about that. It felt just a bit weird to me that, like, this guy, you know, is pretty over the top. And the fact that he's hanging around so much uh, at Greendale Community College felt like, why are you here? Just make a phone call. Just... uh, Go to his house, maybe? Nobody ever goes to their houses. They just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought Pierce was like the CEO of Hawthorne Wipes, right? Did, I thought he Pierce, was too. So how does Cornelius factor into it? Like, is he still on the board? Is it just a dad who's has no actual say in the company, but he has this emotional strings over Pierce and he can just kind of come and bully him around? That's what I was getting from it. Yeah. The latter. We have seen Cornelius once before. I don't think it was the same actor, but it was the, um, I forget the episode. It's the one where Pierce, um, they're shooting the commercial for Hawthorne Wipes and Pierce as a kid is kind of pushed aside for the other kid actor and Cornelius really belittles Pierce in that moment. So, and Pierce was watching it and <laughs> getting uh, 
all the emotions. That was cool. Oh, that, was that the drugs episode where he wanted to be? Uh, that's why he wanted to be center stage. Maybe, maybe. If you okay. said it with confidence, I'd believe you. Yeah. 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 Say just... everything with a question mark at the end. <laughs> I don't know that I believe you. <laughs> Heather is a good person. Uh, <laughs> not sure about that. Might be offended. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, it took a federal injunction to make Hawthorne sell wipes to the Italians. So, you know, hey, Italians got mentioned there. I don't know why I thought that was really funny. I really liked that line. And it was so, uh, so understated. And I'm like, what does he have against the Italians now? I don't know. Okay. Anyways. You get to a point, you're like, well, then what? what is in your bloodline? What's there, sir? Yeah. So what is this episode about? Is it about gay pride? Is it about racism? Is it about daddy issues? Or is it about air conditioning? I mean... I just think this episode has a identity complex. Yeah. It just doesn't know what it wants to be. Maybe even an edible complex. I guess I should stop mm. with that, but how? How can you? I, you know, when the throbbing cosmic womb tells oh, you to no. just latch on to something. I regret everything. You should just go with it. So, <sighs> yeah. I, I like when Britta brings that up for the first time. She says, uh, all men have to kill their fathers so they could do something to their mothers. I haven't finished the chapter. That's classic Britta. Just mm-hmm. hasn't finished the chapter, but she is an authority halfway through that chapter on whatever it is so everybody uh, on the internet it seems yeah at least in the youtube comment section <laughs> there there are a lot of really good throwaway lines in this episode i I'll, I'll give it that like the um at the beginning when troy's having he encounters the plumber again there's some really good continuity here tying together a previous episode where they had that beautiful i'm sorry not beautiful mind um Shoot, the Matt Damon, Ben Affleck movie that I'm blanking on. Goodwill Hunting? Thank you. Thank you. Is that it? Okay. <laughs> so when they had that, yeah, the Goodwill Hunting homage with the janitor and and he's fixing toilets and stuff like that. Well, they got that guy back and and he says, you know, come to the men's restroom with me tomorrow after three and we'll unclog a toilet together. <laughs> well, that's that's not usually an invitation anybody would accept. That's what I was Troy. thinking, too. Troy is just like, okay, fine. Once. One toilet. <laughs> no, Troy, zero. Zero toilets zero. is the correct amount when somebody invites you to the men's restroom. Um, but yeah, I like that they remembered Troy's super plumbing skills. I just love that he has this depth to him. That he's just he has a good natural knack for mechanical stuff. And you know, he probably like realistically should become a plumber. I think that would be a great career for him. Mm-hmm. He'd be very good at it and make a ton of money. So, you know, all the inspector space time convention uh, spare cash that he could ever want. There you go. Yeah, people give plumbers a lot of crap, but they do make a ton of money. <laughs> they do. It's, when, some, when you're doing a job nobody else wants to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they keep the world going around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come with me to the second floor. Somebody pooped in the sink. <laughs> oh, that gave advice. me PTSD. I used to have. To, I've had a couple of jobs where I cleaned toilets. No. Yeah. We're not going into it, but woo-hoo. I've had a few of those. Never myself. again. Okay. It's always the men's restroom. At least it was for me. It was always in the men's restroom. That's yeah. Literal Sounds shit right. that happened. Another little throwaway line I really liked is when um, Pierce was talking about selling pride wipes. He said they may cost more, but they're gayer. And I thought, oh, my goodness, that's that's so satirically true. It is so true. All these corporations selling this pride stuff. It it costs more, but, you know, we're making some money off of you. It's like with women's (laughs) hygienic products. They'll charge us at least twice more because it's oh, tank. It. It's like with uh, gaming products as well. 
Do you want this keyboard or do you oh, want yeah. the gaming version? Yeah. For $20 I'm I'm still on the female hygiene product. She she says this <laughs> like we would know, Thomas. Well, oh, you yeah. have a wife and a daughter, so I thought you might and a son. I guess so I, I guess I did know with like um razors. Yeah, that's the I kind of stuff like... I mean. Not stuff that would only be for women, but stuff that could be for both, but it's pink. Okay, well, you, uh, instantly my mind's going to, like, tampons. I'm thinking, what's a male version? I don't know. It's okay, the throbbing cosmic womb. It's got you. Backing out yeah. of that line of thought there. Yeah. So that that was that was a little prescient uh, quote there. Yeah. Um, I like the little moment just at the start mm-hmm. there, too, when um, uh, just with some characters we don't get to see much in this episode, Annie and Abed, Annie has made a little smiley face out of peas. And she's oh, like, yeah. look what I made. And Abed's like, cool, Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Abed's mind's just in a cooler place than reality. I like it. It, it must be. <laughs> it must be. But, mm. yeah. There's been Surely, a lot of okay, in- Inspector Space Time lately, uh, which I'm just mm-hmm. glad of. Uh, it's, it's the Doctor Who season out there. So let's enjoy our Inspector Space Time. Yeah, and we even got in the closing credits, right? Yeah, that was so cute. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed that. The blower guns. And Troy's <laughs> terrible accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's wearing the same uh, costume he was like a week or so ago, too. So that definitely is his Constable Reggie outfit. Ah. So uh, speaking of really weird lines, uh, Shirley has this one line where she's like smiling and she's like talking about kidnapping. Yeah. She goes, it's almost always one of the parents and ends in a murder suicide. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why are you smiling? She's like, I'm smiling. Like, okay. I don't I get was going to ask you two about that. If I was missing something, cause I, I didn't understand if it was referencing something, if it was some dig it attempted dig at Christianity I had missed, or I don't know what it was. <laughs> Speaking as a Christian, we're not big into murder suicide, so <laughs> no, not I don't thing. know. Heather, explain it to us. We're we're looking at you now. Oh, because I'm no a woman, idea. huh? Yeah, it's a women's. No, thing, right? because you're smarter than us. But so. I can't read, so that doesn't say good things mm. about you guys. <laughs> I I just I wondered about it too, but I thought maybe she's. She seems as though she puts on a happy face a lot, and I think it gets to the point for her where she doesn't even realize that she's doing it and it comes across really creepy. Do you guys get That's what I mean? Like, so it's kind of like her standard face. Yeah. She comedy. has like a yeah. standard, very smiley, almost forced smiley face a lot. And then she's doing it while talking about a murder suicide. Yeah. And I'm just thinking she just does it so much that she doesn't quite know when to turn it off. That was. I was, I was wondering. It's probably too early, like timeline wise. But I was wondering, like, is she really into those true crime podcasts or something? I, it's <laughs> the first thing I thought of because I've fallen into a true crime podcast wormhole lately, and I just, you know, if you, if YouTube finds out you like one video, they just keep recommending the same types, and I keep going, "Oh, that sounds interesting," and then it is the worst thing I've ever heard. But I don't stop listening to it. So, so I just sat there. Do going, we need oh, to crap. like change our format here from community to serial killers or something? Yeah, like that? yeah. After we, I mean, we don't have to really change it once we get done with community, and uh, we can switch. Yeah. I'm thinking just a podcast where you just tell us really grisly things, and we just um, get horrified. And I love out. that so idea. I will be. I will be the narrator. Uh, Heather <laughs> will be the serial whatever evil serial killers and then thomas cool. you'll be all the victims so you need to do all <laughs> yes <the pieces. laughs> <Yeah>. okay <laughs> put down the axe no <laughs> i'm so <Yeah>. innocent <laughs> <laughs> that stings yeah Riveting. what did you think of cornelius's headpiece there his solid ivory I Wait. hate it, and I don't like looking at it, and I don't yeah. like that it was gifted afterwards to Jeff. <laughs> if I if it was gifted to me, I'd try and get rid of it as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. All I could think of is just trying to evaluate the the value of it, because if it's solid ivory, I mean, you probably couldn't sell it. You, I mean, that's that's probably illegal, but. Um, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> did Jeff just take that and turn around, and go to a pawn shop, and get some weekend beer money or something like that or 
That's a good question. It is, it is a weird, but it's so like weirdly in line with Cornelius. Like he's, he's so over the top professional high level racist that this kind of just plays into his, I don't know. We can't take him seriously. I, and that's Mm -hmm. where I think one of the problems with this episode is this caricature of a man comes in that we've never met before. He's, he's got to be more over the top than Pierce because otherwise (laughs) Pierce ends up the greater racist. So we have to have somebody who's to kind of explain why Pierce is maybe the way he is a little bit. And by creating this character, then we have to later care that he dies and care about his relationship with Pierce, who, by the way, Pierce doesn't seem to really care that his dad died. No, the dad died. He's alive. He won. He's just like, whatever. It's okay, Jeff. I'm fine. He never like Pierce never resolves his feelings toward his dad. He never really confronts him. It's like it's not really like I mean, Jeff like butts his way into that whole relationship and makes it about himself, which is what Jeff does. But it's so weird because that's, again, where the trajectory of this episode goes. You think Pierce is going to have this epic showdown with his dad. Doesn't really doesn't care that his dad dies. Doesn't even care that he doesn't get the headpiece. So. <laughs> yeah, and he is so like caricatured that like when he shows up at the start, I mean we've seen uh, uh, fake Pierce family members in past episodes. I think there was one where someone was playing his daughter um, and visiting the campus, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, his so stepdaughter. Yeah. Stepdaughter, right? So when he showed up. The father at the start of this episode, my brain is like, okay, this is pretty over the top. I assume there's a chance this is an actor. This is some kind of setup. This is something is going on. But no, just real dad. And I also, a part of my brain was like, wait, didn't didn't his dad have that die in that episode? But that was his mum, was it? Or that was his mom who was living with him. Right. Yeah. 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 It's weird. So a little little funny uh, moment earlier in the episode, like I think actually before the credits in the cafeteria, Pierce does like a vampire thing, like a gesture towards somebody he's a little little crabby about and he does this (laughs) kind of thing. I don't know why. I just really thought it was funny. I thought that was a really funny little moment for Chevy Chase. (laughs) I'll, I'll take it, man. I don't know. Pierce, for somebody who so much of this episode is sort of about... He seems so mild and not really piercy. Yeah. He, I mean, other than like being happy that he's the center of the party uh, for a little while, which really does kind of play into his ego and his character. Yeah, he just kind of gets nudged aside and he's okay with it. And I don't know. It's just it's so weird. <laughs> There's so many weird things about this episode. I can't get my head around. I quite liked the song. I thought it was pretty catchy. The you got your pocket full of Hawthorns. I was singing it afterwards. Yeah, it was good. I looked it up on YouTube, hoping to find a full version. There's not one. <laughs> Would you want a full version? Yes. <laughs> what are you, is that a real question? Yes. <laughs> a pocket full of Hawthorns. <laughs> you can perform it for us, and we'll just uh, we'll record it. We'll make a million dollars and put it on the the YouTube's. Make when they were playing the music mix. video, it said, um, I think it was from an album called Songs in the Key of Realness. <laughs> hmm. Mm. Oh, I need to look up the YouTube video again. Whoopsie. Yeah. I missed that. <laughs> I like that one uh, Cornelius line. Uh, Are these your friends, Pearson Ald? Minorities, Jewesses, and the unseasonably tanned? <laughs> <laughs> And now, now every time I look at Jeff, I'm like the unseasonably tanned. Yep, that's there. You go, and Pearsonold. That's his full name. Pearsonold Anastasia Hawthorne. Hmm. Oh. Um, wow. Which, well, and I was just uh, finding out or rediscovering. I forget if I knew this. That um, Chevy. Uh, wait, no, Chevy Chase's full name, real name, uh, is. I've lost it. I'll find it in a second. It's weird. Uh, Cornelius Crane Chase. 
Really? It's and fun. he's the it's grandson of Cornelius Vanderbilt Crane, who had a plumbing company. Oh, my God. It all connects. Uh, <laughs> and he got uh, a fortune from this plumbing company of his grandfather. Do you have one of those crazy people boards with all the strings going between <laughs> yeah. pictures? Uh, like like uh, Chang had in that one episode. It all connects somehow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I do like, even though I'm really kind of grumpy with Jeff for butting in and making this all about him, his confrontation with Cornelius has so many good zingers. Uh, just four of them I wrote down. He's like, uh, with all due respect, I don't respect you. I like that one. Uh, he, you want to be like this guy? He's wearing elephant bones on his head. Listen up, Colonel Crypt Keeper. That's a good one. And uh, he's a <laughs> Hawthorne. That's what they do when he's faking or not faking the heart attack. He's a Hawthorne. That's what they do. So, <laughs> And the cut straight to the coffin, coffin was great. Oh, yeah. Straight <laughs> yeah. to the coffin. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one other fact here online that I have to <laughs> have to share. This this is wild. Just uh, there's a movie. Do you guys know this movie, Private Charles Lamb, 1974? Never heard of oh, it. Oh yeah, uh, it's my favorite. Okay, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's my favorite. Nobody um, listening has ever heard of that movie. <laughs> movie. Well, in that movie, um, there's a character called Hawkeye Pierce, uh, who a mash. I don't know. I don't know anything. Um, who defines the edible complex as when uh, a boy likes his mother's cooking better than eating out. So, uh-huh. digest that. Oh, funny. <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I like that little moment where uh, at the funeral... Brit is like so edible, and the priest just says, "You're the worst." <laughs> <laughs> it's so out of nowhere, and Brit is wide-eyed, like she looks gorgeous in this moment. By the way, she made her eyes look as big as Ariel from The Little Mermaid. But <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that the priest would bag on her in the middle of a funeral is, uh, no, I I gotta say I've done it a few times myself, but it's always <laughs> deserved. So no. Ever, uh, uh, yeah. So let's talk about the um, let's talk about the other plot. Let's talk about the Troy stuff. So, yeah, he's he's the plumbing guy. Kind of makes friends with Troy and trying to encourage him to take that path down the plumbing path. But then uh, John Goodman, uh, I'm trying trying to remember his actual name, but every time I see him, I'm just Vice Dean Laybourne, right? I don't remember. Yeah, okay. nah, whatever. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Feisting. Uh, he he comes and he tries to suck uh, or kidnap Troy into the world of air conditioner repair, and um, yeah, there's. I don't know. This it's it's good. It's it it really does kind of accelerate fast into a lot of absurdity, uh, especially with I like the fact that they've really thought it through that this is so secret. This whole air conditioning repair school that nobody really cares about because it's air conditioning, but whatever. Uh, they they kidnap people and then they have to have uh, an astronaut making paninis alongside uh, Black Hitler. So just in case you described it to other people, it would sound like some bizarre dream. And I, I love that. <laughs> I think that's pretty genius. That's a great strategy. And how it works can you out then, because, yeah. How can you explain later, it to anyone? Later in the episode, when he's just like, I want to eat uh, Spaceman Paninis with Black Hitler. <laughs> like any episode that gives us, like, works us toward that line is, it's it's something else. That's, it's uh, genius. <laughs> what was the uh, auditioning process for, uh, for Black Hitler? Come and audition <laughs> to be Black Hitler on Community. Maybe again, overthinking things a little, but I'm like, oh, wow. Don't know if we could really get away with that in 2023 on network TV, but NBC was in a different place in 2011. So, hmm. Yeah. What does the character do? Just sit there and wave. No, not that wave. Just, <laughs> just normal wave. Just a wave. 
<laughs> Which is also funny. We find out Troy and Abed have a secret handshake. <laughs> secret. <laughs> Makes sense. Well, it's funny because on, on Bob's Burgers, um, uh, Gene has a good friend and their their secret handshake is just shaking hands and going secret and i'm like that's that's what i'm gonna do from now on when i have a best friend if i ever get a best friend uh, my wife won't do secret handshakes with me anymore so oh well it's the one time i you know took her hand and <sighs> pumped it back and forth and i said hi i'm from the american lumberjack association and she's like i'm done with you so <laughs> uh, you were all like, always like this weren't you like even before you became a dad you were a dad right yeah 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 <laughs> it's okay we guys are in training for a very long time to to achieve this level mm. um mm -hmm. yeah i like that little where troy's trying to figure out his career trajectory and he tells abba he's like can you pretend to be me and i was like i like football but also, I don't. Yeah. And Troy's like, perfect. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> the yeah. voice he uses mm -hmm. and how he talks is, uh, yeah, Abed just instantly switches into that mode. It's it's really good. So, yeah, what do you guys think about the, the air conditioner part of the episode? Strange. Kind of boring. Kind of very boring. The room full of perfect air room temperature you know john goodman described that so beautifully in his john goodman voice that i kind of wanted to be in that room yeah oh he could describe anything and it just sounds gorgeous yeah it yeah. just sounded like the best experience in the world and that that bit where he's saying all those words wrong like you said in the summary heather like the uh unbelievable Unvincible. <laughs> Unvincible, yeah. And uh, you don't question it because he's just, he's saying it with such profundity. Mm -hmm. he's, he's taking Troy down that hallway, which is like a little mini museum of ways that we've kept ourselves cool, which is pretty much all fans until <laughs> we get to air conditioning. And yet he's talking about it like it's the most important, profound human invention that's. I mean, granted, air conditioning is pretty important and it's changed a lot of things. But, you know, like in his head, this is just the bee's knees and yeah. No, no more, more palm, palm from Troy. We oh, are the pharaohs. The <laughs> Stop it. Uh, twinsies. Yo, so cute. You're both basically <laughs> fins. <laughs> I do got that wide uh, brow. Yeah, um, but yeah, the. Uh, <laughs> Troy's like, I don't know where my skin skin ends and the what's no, I've stuffed it. Oh no, what's the line, Heather? You're <laughs> um, gonna say that one too? I don't know where my fingers end and the air begins. I don't know. No, nah, you've stuffed it as well. Dang it, Justin. <laughs> no, I didn't write it down, but uh, that's, that's it's a good line enough. anyway. It is. Yeah, we all know the one. A good line. None of us wrote it. Wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did. Well, write it down. here we go. I can't tell hmm. where the air ends and my skin begins. <laughs> It's that simple. Ooh, yeah. I like how it like really sells that moment too. Yeah. Like just, and the it, setup of these things I, I like because they've they've got a lot of similarity to the, the trampoline stuff, which I thought was so like magical and interesting and how Troy get gets absorbed in it. But then they just don't really do anything with it in, in this episode. They introduce these things and we don't go back there, it's not important. Uh it's just yeah, up he to just Troy kind of turns it down and says, "Flipping I'm just a coin not and do either." Yeah, exactly. And didn't it always feel so awkward? Sorry, <laughs> when, when no, Troy no. would come back from these really strange experiences and and just be like, "Yeah, they tried to talk me into joining." I don't know. I just want to watch TV. Like, it didn't seem to. Did it make sense to you guys? It didn't make sense to me the way Troy would just be so chill and nonchalant, and it. I don't know. They fell flat, those scenes, when he'd come back from those experiences. Question. I, yeah. What is Troy's major? Answer. I don't know. Just repeat to yourself, it's just a show. I uh, what? 
the reason I'm asking is if he's turning down these two lines of career, what is his mind on like he's going to be doing professionally other than watching TV with Abed, which is, you know, fun, but not very lucrative. Mm -hmm. Like what, what was he going to school to do? Like what's his end goal for, you know, his career? I I don't think he ever talks about it. I'm just kind of curious if there's. Yeah, I don't think so either. In light of this, it just seems so weird. Like if if somebody gave you your career on a plate and identified your natural gifts and your talents and said, "Look, you know, you got these two fields, and maybe even more fields. Like, you know, if if you're really mechanically inclined like this, there's a lot of different places you could go." And for him to just kind of shrug and go, "I'm not even going to look into any of it," that's. I don't know. Maybe this is just regressive Troy who's just trying to stay in this state of childhood with his best buddy as long as possible. But uh, yeah, it is a really weird, abrupt end to that storyline in the episode. But I think that's very true. And also in other episodes, particularly season three wacky episodes, I feel like Troy would usually discover weird stuff and then be like, okay, Abed, we're getting involved in this and bring Abed into it and they go deeper and it explodes and it gets big. So, yeah, this is a bit different where they just reject it and just back to ordinary life. Like, should, should he have grabbed Abed? It's like, we're going to infiltrate the school. We're going to do some spy stuff. Yeah. yeah that's I want right. to show you the spaceman. He's out there. <laughs> Who was the spaceman? That's that's the real question. I think it's Leonard. Oh, he makes a mean panini. That Leonard panini, panini. So, um, I don't know. Is the Vice Dean Layborn's number two there? That skeevy looking guy. Mm. We meet him again, and I don't know what his name is, but I feel like we've seen him in a lot of movies. He's a character actor. Now I gotta look him up. He looks super familiar. Yeah. Yeah. You guys talk for a bit. I'm going to look him up. He looks like he what probably is- always plays skeevy characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it looks like he's probably been playing the same character his whole career. Yeah. Um, uh, what did you think, Heather, of the Dean's uh, party outfit? Oh, well, Thomas, I thought it was really nifty. Um, Me you too. Know, I thought nifty, it was also like Tron. Going to say, yeah, I thought it was Nifty Tron. Yeah, that's my thoughts. Me Same too. As yours. Very glowy. <laughs> so glowy. <laughs> yeah, and also like uh, you can move in it, like danceable. I'd say. Is yes, it, if that's a word. Someone who could dance would definitely be able to dance in that costume. <laughs> 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 yeah. I uh, particularly enjoyed the circle on the crotchular region. I didn't look. Now I shall. Um, <laughs> Please go back. Everyone, make sure to go back and look at the Dean's crotch. <laughs> That's an important point. Okay, I can't leave you guys alone for like two minutes. And... <laughs> All right, the guy's name is Dan Backendall. Uh, he's up. best known for uh, his roles in, in Veep, uh, Life yeah. in Pieces. He's kind of a TV actor for the most part trying to see if there's any movies i recognize that he's been in um he's been in a lot uh brooklyn 99 he was in an episode he was in an episode of uh, four episodes of community i don't know if you Mm, guys have mm. ever seen that but that doesn't ring a bell it's on my list it's a pretty decent show Hmm. yeah he he really it's just all been tv stuff law and order 30 rock flight of the concords the office um, I wonder if he's ever had a lead role or he's always been a bit of a character guest star guest. Yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking Veep is probably his biggest one because uh, he's he was in a chunk of those. So uh, he was in I'm sorry, Life in Pieces. That might be him because he was in 79 episodes there. Never even I've never heard of that. Yeah, so he was the main cast character. Life in Pieces is a family comedy told through the separate stories of different family members. (laughs) Oh wait, I'm awake. Okay, yeah. (laughs) I mean, just barely. We we gotta talk about this episode still. 
It's a comedy. It was on CBS. That's probably CBS and comedy usually is in quotation marks. Mm. Two and a Half Men is a a comedy show. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm never going to forgive Mom's mm -hmm. um, satellite provider for having Two and a Half Men running almost 24-7 on one of its channels. And me walking into the living room and then she had it on and was already not interested. But the Charlie Sheen's character said something about a dog and peanut butter. And of course the crowd is laughing and I'm just like, uh, and then mom goes, what, what does that mean? I'm like, I am not telling you under no circumstances. Am I discussing with you what that's about? What that joke means? Never going to forgive them. I get PTSD every time I see the name of the show or hear it. So thanks, Justin. You know, growing up, I watched movies with my parents, and if there was ever a even slightly risque moment, I was internally squirming. Yeah, it's like, the worst. It's just uh, like I can't, I can't. It's even to this day, if I see characters kissing, and I remember that was a movie with my parents. I'd be like, no, they're staring at the back of my head. I know they are. <laughs> <sighs> but I, <laughs> all the way at the end credits when. Uh, Troy and Abed are being goofy and they're throwing stuff and and at Jeff and they're all dressed up and then that girl comes along and they slow down and Troy's like, "What up, girl? How you living?" <laughs> and just Abed going pew. <laughs> <laughs> that whole ending scene I feel like was better than the rest of the episode, but maybe that was just is that Abed's new catchphrase by the way because in the last episode he did pew pew. In his little I like it. Halloween vignette. I like the way yeah, I like pew, it too. Pew. It did work on me. Yeah. Pew. Yeah, yeah. You'd be you know, those soft doe eyes and <laughs> your little pew pew and you'd be like, dude, secret handshake. Let's do it. Killer Harrison Ford impression. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Ah, uh, it's true. Yeah. You know what I almost have forgotten to mention is I get, one of the reasons I will not be able to forgive Cornelius Hawthorne is he de- he denied us the ability to see Annie's cone bra. Did you guys catch that when he said it was that the gay bash was off and Annie in the background? We try not to sexualize Annie. Well, we can try, but we may not always succeed. This is one of those That's times. She whines that she's like, oh, and I bought a cone bra. And then I was like, I'll never forgive you. But, and then it got put back on and she, she didn't have the bra. Maybe she returned it. Maybe. So it's still that, Cornelius. That's just fault. not the line I thought would be coming out of your mouth tonight. But okay, <laughs> I was upset that Annie didn't show us her cone. I bra. mean, it, it's super cool, very Madonna. Sure. Yeah. I liked uh, Troy's reference to um, his respect for magicians at the end. Um, he's like. Uh, I didn't write this line down. So again, there's magicians and something else, but the magicians was the weird part. The magicians was the good part. He was like, basically, who knows how they do what they do? The, um, the magicians and he has respect for them. And I like that. Yeah. I'm sure that everything any magician has ever done has blown Troy's mind. (laughs) Yeah. All right, well, let's head into report cards, and look at that. We just ate up 50 minutes of a show that, you know, you couldn't even get five seconds of a summary out of. So we did something right together. When we we join together, we can truly waste time, and that's good. Uh, So let's start with our our whole wrap-up here, and we're going to put Thomas out front with his report card and his opinion. So what do you think, Tom? All right, out on the front line. Okay. Um, pew, pew. I, I came into this episode thinking this is a C or a D episode for me. Um, not a big fan. Uh, and I still don't know if it's a C or a D, but I'll, I'll say a few sentences and then we'll see where I land. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, when Thomas talks himself in or out of a <laughs> yeah. great. Is- uh, I, um, there are things to like in this episode for sure. Uh Troy's just nice to hang out with. A few funny lines from various characters. We like some of these characters. Uh, <laughs> we don't like some other ones. I don't like Pierce's dad uh, as a character or a person. So seeing him in this episode 
was uh, off-putting and I didn't care much about any of that plotline. Wanted to care about the Troy plotline, but didn't end up caring about that either. So just kind of disappointed. Uh, I use this phrase about some things I watch that... um, Well, actually, yesterday I watched The Creator, that um, recent sci-fi movie. Uh, Was it good? I thought there was good stuff in it. But overall, no, I don't think it was good. And I, I describe it as, I think it was less than the sum of its parts. And that's how I describe this episode, that it's got good stuff in it, but ultimately all together in the mix as a salad. Um, I don't want this salad on my plate, thanks. I'll just pick something else for my dinner. And Peas? Uh, yes, I'd have a smiley peas. Or a Stonehenge right. piece that would suit me much better than this salad. So I'll, I'm actually going to give it a D. I've talked myself into going negative. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Good job. Very proud of you. All right, burn. Let's go go to the burn ward for that one. It's going to be a lot of aloe vera. Um, okay. Well, Heather, what do you think? Well, much like I stole all the good jokes for my summary, Thomas has stolen pretty much everything I had to say about this. What I call kind of a trash heap of an episode. I hated it. I'm not going to be as nice. Oh, I didn't say that. I know you didn't say that. I'm, I would I'm, never say that. You you might say that. Who knows? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know you. We don't know your life. <laughs> but yeah, I, it, it is not well put together, I don't think. Did, hated, hated Cornelius. Just honestly bored throughout most of this episode. Were we supposed to like him, though? No, but he shouldn't make me just feel like oh i don't want him even to be on the screen <laughs> i mean the hair why you can't even look at the guy the ivory toupee the hair cracks so me up horrible. so much i don't know why you guys don't i like hate it <laughs> i love that saying he shouldn't even be on screen <laughs> <laughs> such a burn. Just have him be off should, screen and say hey. Should it just stuff. be a floating hair piece? No, and- that's the worst part. <laughs> I can excuse the racism, but I can't excuse the hair piece. You can excuse the hair piece. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh it's got I'm going I'm going F. Oh, oh yeah. Blimey. Yeah. Thought I was mean. No, no, I'm meaner. Throw I'm way down. meaner. So, yeah, I was, um, man, I was ready to come at this with an F, too. This is probably the low point of season three for me. And I'm, I'm right now, I'm, I'm quickly scanning the whole list just to see if uh, I'm going to prove myself wrong. I don't think so, because, again, season three is a tremendous season. There's so many good episodes. And, yeah, you know, every good season usually has a clunker or two, at least, in any TV show, and I think this is definitely a clunker. So the question is, is it a F clunker, or is there anything to redeem it? Uh, if it didn't have the Troy stuff, easily would be an F. I don't find almost anything about the Pierce's dad, that whole plot line, like everything. I, it's so weird. It's so discombobulated. You know, you don't know what they're talking about. If this is going to be commentary on pride, if this is going to be a commentary on daddy issues, if it's going to be a commentary on Swedes, you know, it's just like the episode can't make up its mind. And all of these topics could be mined for for humor, sure, um, and also and storytelling beats and all that. But it doesn't want to. It just wants to to just bounce from part to part to part and then at the end having jeff and his stupid daddy issues this is what (laughs) really gets me going jeff already has an arc his arc is he was you know scammed himself into being a lawyer and he got found out about and now he's been kicked down to the curb and has to go through community college and hopefully through this process become a better human being etc etc his daddy issues have nothing to do with that that shouldn't you don't need more growth on top of wh- everything else Jeff has. And they it seems like they keep trying to shove this weird little plot into the, the, the whole show. And every time, every single time it pops up, I hate it. And it spoilers, Heather, it's coming up again. Oh, but, you man. Know, yeah, not for a while. 
but it will come back up. And on top of that, he's not, it's like everybody at that table has daddy issues. So he's not even that in, in special and he just needs to get over whatever. So I don't really know what point they're trying to say about any of this. Like Jeff doesn't grow at the end. I mean, Britta's frustrated with him trying to point out like you have dad issues and you're trying to work those out with Pierce's dad and Jeff didn't get it. And he just walks away. I was like, oh, well, I guess that plot line's <laughs> dead. Let's look over at Troy. Not much happened over there either. It's like, oh, well, you guys just kind of blew off 21 minutes. And all I get out of it is a spaceman and black Hitler. It just really good. Like there's a couple really good jokes. There's a lot of really good throwaway lines and it's all just wasted on this. But I can't in good conscience give it an F. And I wanted to. I'm going to give it a D. Um, just because there are a few things that I thought were were really funny. Um, and like the end credits were really funny. And various lines were funny. It just, I don't know. Maybe I should give it an F. You know what? I'll give it an F. I don't think I'll give <laughs> <Okay>. any. <laughs> All right, Thomas. I'm changing it. Look at that. I'll be a Thomas today. I don't think I'll give any more Fs this season, so uh, Ooh, nice. I'm just gonna I'm gonna burn my F on this episode. Yeah, they they needed to take it back to the drawing board and and start all mm-hmm. over. So, a good song can't save your episode, people. You need to learn that. There's that's a lesson there for you. So, meanwhile, Al is probably having conniptions because he, this was going to be an A episode for him, and he's like, "Why wasn't I on the show to defend it?" <laughs> Or maybe he would have been in the F camp. We don't know. We'll find out next time when hopefully he comes back. In the meantime, he's out there somewhere listening to this podcast, just like you guys are, shouting into the void, and we can't hear him. This Ha-ha, is definitely Al. an A episode for him. I think I think he told me, if I remember right, he was going to give this an A+. plus. I'm, wow. I'm just remembering that now. Yeah. He said he held this this up in higher esteem right next to Citizen Kane. Yeah, both, he did say that. Oh. Both were masterpieces of... It seems so weird, like... Dan Harmon wrote it and they had a Russo brothers directing it. And it just, this is what we got. So we all have bad days. (laughs) We all have bad days. It's okay. (laughs) Mine are usually when we record the podcast. (laughs) I could have done so much better. No, me like you ever listen to yourself talk and how horrible that sounds. And you're just like, why? Yep. I don't like how I having worked in call centers a lot. Yeah, sure have. Mm -hmm. So it's awful. (laughs) You do this a lot of podcasts, Justin, to have that feeling. Um, mm, do you still yeah, have that I, feeling? Me? Every week. Yeah. yeah wow. Professionally. Well, I, you're overcoming it well. I mean, you're managing it well. <laughs> every week when I do a sermon, I get off. I'm like, I feel like I, I know in my brain, like you catalog every single time you stumble over a word or you misuse a sentence or everything. And it's just, mm. it's hard to do a you know 30 minute talk and not mess up at some point so mm-hmm. yeah so i usually there's there's a lot of self-loathing you got to get over <laughs> yeah mood but talking with you guys i go well at least you know i'm in good company so. <laughs> i thought you're gonna be like at least i'm not as bad as those two those three no 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 not at all well there you go that was season three episode six advanced gay uh, we're going to move on next time and we'll go on to studies in modern movement. And I think that might be, might be just the last episode we do this year. Dang. So yeah, we're about ready to close out December, even though it's, as we're recording it, it's only the fifth. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. And maybe, maybe in the new year, we'll take a little bit of a, a one episode break. I know we've talked about maybe diving into that inspector space time web series yeah oh yeah maybe it's, t- maybe it's time to do I think that so. maybe take a little yeah plorgons we need we need to see some of those so. yeah moving forward into a new year is a great time for that theme sure all right well al's not here to stop us so we can you know do whatever we want dad you're not here to mess up my life Kim, <laughs> tell me what to do you're not even my real dad He's actually not. No. I just found that out, too. Really? Huh. You've known yeah. us this long. He's younger than me. I, you'd think I'd be caught on to that by now, but no. Huh. no. 
All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Follow us on Twitter at 101 Rewatching as long as Twitter lasts for at least another week and a half. And we'll be back and we'll be awesome. Or not. We're not sure. One of the two. But until then, Thomas will sing us out. Ah, uh, right. Here we go. Um, uh, just finding my lyrics. All right. I got a pocket full of Hawthorns, a pocket full of Hawthorns. That's the only lyric I know. So do fade out or something. Pew, pew. Yeah, I I don't think there were complex lyrics to this. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) you're